You've heard the expression, elections have consequences. The recent midterms, because they scrambled the power balance in Washington, could have an impact on budgeting and procurement as committee chairmanships change in the House. Here with his assessment, Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And Larry, you've looked at this pretty carefully and looks like your assessment is things could change, but maybe not so much. Well, Tom, I think we're definitely going to see some impact. I think uh, in terms of committees that oversee government acquisition, uh, House Armed Services, House Government Reform and Oversight, uh, each of these committees is going to have a new chairman, um, both cases, most likely the uh, congressman that had been the ranking uh, Democrat. So it would be Elijah Cummings for oversight and government reform and uh, Adam Smith for House Armed Services. Both of these congressmen, Tom, are going to uh, substantially increase their oversight activities. So in uh, the House Armed Services Committee, we can expect to see uh, Pentagon officials have their feet held to the fire uh, on things like uh, transparency and oversight. Uh, in the House Government Reform and Over uh, House Government Reform Committee, we're going to see uh, Emily Murphy, the GSA administrator called up to explain what happened with the FBI headquarters decision and just how involved was the president in it anyway. So we're going to see these uh, new chairs come in with their own agendas and with some very set things that they'd like to accomplish. As you alluded to, though, just how much things might actually change in terms of legislation is very uncertain. one hand, we have a Senate that uh, also will be balancing out the power of what the House might want to do. On the other, we still have a, a Republican president who has the ability to uh, veto legislation that ultimately he believes not to be in the best interest. Yeah, one piece of legislation that comes to mind is a few year, a couple of years old, and that gives DOD certain contracting authorities and leeways for what they call mid-tier procurements, things that can be deployed quickly. That is, in Pentagon, that means five years. And that procurement authority is temporary. It only lasts for a few years. But it's something probably that might be looked at, again, given the Democratic view on the House side of the Armed Services Committee. There's no question about that, that it's going to be looked at, Tom. A whole host of things that were designed to make acquisition easier, what you referred to, and in addition to that, the popular other transaction authority uh, are both going to be targets for definitely oversight and most likely some sort of legislative language that would uh, curtail their use perhaps, uh, perhaps put some stricter definitions on circumstances under which flexible acquisition authorities could be used. Uh, certainly, I think we can anticipate an increase in reporting requirements on how the Pentagon uses uh, these innovative acquisition methods. Uh, you know, Congressman Smith has already said that he thinks that the current Pentagon leadership has been less than transparent, and he's looking to restore some level of public accountability, uh, particularly when so many defense dollars are in store. He actually takes it one step further and says, you're going to maybe have to make uh, do with less money, DOD, than you've been used to getting the last couple of years. Yeah, and already the president has proposed a reduced budget 
for 2020, an alternate submission, if you will. We're not sure that applies to DOD yet. But again, as you say, with the House in Democratic hands and with what Representative Smith has said, it could end up applying to the Pentagon, even if the president didn't want it to. I'm going to take a somewhat more cynical view, bound by my years of experience in Washington. There certainly is going to be a lot of horse wrangling, uh, Tom, on defense spending. But at the same time, one of the outcomes of the midterm elections will be that House leadership wants to have more money for civilian agencies, uh, for domestic programs. In the end, I'm guessing that we're going to find a little bit of extra money for almost everybody's priorities, which means that there'll be more money in the budget. Just don't ask me who's going to pay for all of it, Tom. We're speaking with Larry Allen, president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And yes, indeed, with horse trading comes something else out of a horse. And we're going to be hearing a lot of that, too, probably. Let's get back to the GSA for a moment, because they have the task of setting up these electronic marketplaces. That's a big task. And uh, you're worried that uh, Emily Murphy will be dragged. I guess she's seen pretty much as someone willing to do the administration's bidding without question. That's the wrap anyway. And so this Trump hotel and the FBI headquarters, that's been a low-level kind of buzz against the administration that could really get a lot more volume now with Democrats in the House. It it can, and I expect very much that it will, Tom. Uh, It was surprising to me when the Trump hotel business did not substantially derail Emily Murphy's nomination to be the GSA administrator in the first place. Uh, It was mentioned, but it wasn't really the big deal that people had thought it would be. Uh, We've already seen, with uh, Republican control in the House and Senate, oversight hearings on the FBI headquarters issue. To your point, Emily Murphy seems to be the point person for the administration on this, and Of course, GSA is the landlord for the government. That's one of her agency's primary duties. We will expect to see the FBI ramp up again as a major issue. Uh, It's entirely possible that the Trump Hotel uh, issue and the Trump Hotel lease would come back up again. Uh, We certainly know that there are people in Washington who are interested in that issue. All of that is going to definitely have an impact on how quickly GSA can move to implement things like an online commercial business transaction platform, something that Congress mandated the GSA do. Also, other GSA initiatives like implementing a non-price GSA multiple award schedule, uh, streamlining uh, acquisition overall by eliminating contract duplication. Uh, All of these things that are perceived managerial goods that GSA is working on, and, and I think to everybody's credit, there had better get done quick because when the oversight gavel starts coming down, it's going to be a big distraction. And it's not just going to be a big distraction at GSA. It's going to be a big distraction at a lot of other agencies as other agency heads get called up to their oversight committees, Tom. I'm predicting that we're going to see that have an uh, impact on business uh, that contractors see uh, as these hearings get underway. Distractions tend to slow the pace of business, either a little or a lot. So GSA is going to be back in the headlines, but another headline, too, is going to be that oversight hearings uh, provide a drag on the conduct of government business. And one last question. The House has not gone along with more technology modernization funds for the ensuing year, and the Senate has gone along with that. The Senate is still 
basically the way it was. So with the House flipping, it could be there will be money now for the TMF funds that have been in limbo so far. I think that uh, flipping the House might actually have a positive impact on technology modernization funding, Tom. In addition to that, the timing is such that we will start to see some positive impact, some definable results of how the initial TMF money was spent and the positive things that came from those investments. And if those outcomes show what we believe they're going to show, then I do think that Congress will be encouraged and provide more money for technology modernization. That's a good outcome. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners. Thanks so much. Tom, thank you, and I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.